What's up, everybody? Welcome to the KF Podcast. This is your Wrestling Week in Review. I want to say thank you for listening. If you just found us on the interwebs, check us out at kfpodcast.com, at the KF Podcast, and your social media needs. Also, check out our other podcast, the Pop Culture Week in Review. You can find it on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, anywhere where you get your, your favorite podcasts. And leave us a review. Uh, it helps us out and lets people know about us. Um, we got a full group. It's me, Brock, Don, and Silent Justin in the corner, like the Blair Witch Project. Not saying anything. He's waving everybody on yeah. the audio podcast. He is waving. Um, so this is what we got. We're gonna talk wrestling. Yep, busy week in wrestling this week. Busy week. Mm-hmm. Um, just a quick, quick couple notes up at the top um, here before we get into it. Um, Looks like, you know, Renee Young was tested positive, but from looks of her online, she's doing pretty good. She seems pretty healthy. She announced that she's putting out a cookbook, so it looks like uh, she's okay. Um, good. You know, she's healthy. She'll be back soon, hopefully, so that'll be good for Renee. Um, I think Mox has tested negative multiple times. Um, seems to just be quarantining himself for a little bit as they pushed his match back, uh, which was supposed to be a fighter fest next week. They pushed it back two weeks to what they're now calling fight for the fallen on AEW. And that's when his title match will be against, uh, Brian cage. So I think Mox is okay. Well, that's uh, Taz got a lot of heat for his promo where he called, uh, the WWE a sloppy show. Oh well, yeah. We'll get to that. Okay. You got that on here. We got to, we'll get that down here in the AEW news. Um, other big things going on. Uh, WWE has changed since their horrible handling of this situation a few weeks ago. Now they have this, the everyone at, at there wearing masks. Um, if you watched Raw and SmackDown, a uh, lot less people in, in the arena than they had before. Um, pretty spaced gave, out. It gave Eric Bugenhagen more space to dance. And he's great. Eric Bugenhagen is great on Raw and NXT, just standing in the corner doing guitar riffs and everything else that he does. It's such it's such a good thing for him, you know. It's getting some st- some stage time, so they're doing better. Uh, apparently, you know, it was a shit show there for a little while, but they learned their lesson. Hopefully, they learned their lesson. We don't know. It is Vince. You never know. Yeah. Um, he canceled his idea of doing live shows in July. He's pushed that back. So. You know, we'll see if things are better there for going forward. Um, this happened last week right after we were done uploading the show as Tessa Blanchard was fired. So we didn't get to talk about that last week. So, you know, what do you guys think about Tessa being fired? Well, from what it sounds like, she just wasn't very cooperative to work with Impact. And you're their champion. You're the face of that company right now. Mm-hmm. And if they can't even, like, rely on you to cut a promo and send a video yeah. in, then what why are you with them? Like, I totally can understand why they would, would feel this way and right. decide to get rid of her. I heard a different story. Uh Oh, I heard that she lives in Mexico now. With no her boyfriend. Saga. And apparently she said she wasn't going to make the show because of the caseloads and the way it is in the U S right now. A lot of countries are banning travel from the U S yep. She wouldn't be able to go back home. I heard that too. Which, if that was the only reason, I think that's a pretty BS excuse. 
I heard that too, and I think I, I think that was they were upset that she was like went to Mexico and like was out of state and they couldn't use her. But then they started asking her to send in promos and at least cut promos and talk about it, and she was refusing to do any of that. And I think that's what. Plus, okay. there's been a lot of other stories about Tessa Blanchard. Oh, yeah, there's so much that came out. It was about this time last year that she was just a whore, like a locker room demon, and basically yeah. and. There's smoke, there's fire on that because it came from so many people. Right. Now, an interesting thing is Booker T came out on his podcast talking about Tessa Blanchard this week a couple days ago, and he thinks that WWE should hire her. Didn't she already burn that bridge, though? Well, I, I guess she did, but he was like, look, she's young. She's been ha- – he's like, she has – he said something like she has bad handlers and bad people that were working with her. She needs a little guidance. She's a good kid deep down. I know her. Uh, she comes from a good family. She's legacy. She needs to be here wrestling Charlotte and other people of that nature because she's talented. And I'm like, well, you know, that's, that's a good endorsement from Booker, but – it doesn't sound like a lot of other female talent like working with Tessa Blanchard. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like it, but also, too, like, how many people does WWE bring in that they're like, well, we need to work with them. They have issues, and we have to babysit I'm like, you know, I guess when you get to a certain level, you, you need it, but I, I don't know if they need it. Like, I don't know if they need – does WWE need Tessa Blanchard right now? They have an entire NXT division that is phenomenal that they could plug in to the main roster if they need it. You don't need a Tessa Blanchard to just stir up trouble. And here's another reason why they don't need her, because Telly has nothing to do with them. Yeah. If this isn't Charlotte, who's Ric Flair's daughter, and Ric Flair's like WWE royalty with them, and they have a thing and all that, this isn't this isn't her. This isn't like you know people that work for him. Telly works for AEW. I don't think they want anything to do do with the Blanchard name or any of that stuff. I'm surprised that Telly's not trying to get the Con family to bring her in and straighten her out. You know, I mean, he might, he may be, but I don't know who, like AEW could use Tessa Blanchard. Let's be yeah. real. Talent-wise, they could definitely use her. I don't know if locker room-wise and attitude-wise they could use her, but she's way better than a lot of their female talent. Like all of them? I agree. (laughs) Um, I just don't know if bringing her on is worth the head. You know what I mean? Like, if you bring her in, like, is she even going to want to be towards the women's title? Is it going to be a... Um, she wants the men's title now. Yeah, like is she yeah. is she gonna just go for the TNA TNT championship? Like I don't know. Cause she was good enough to hold the men's title or the main title. Let's not call it men's and women's. If she wants to go towards the main title in these these companies, like is that what they is that something that they're they even want to consider? Like I mean, let's face it, that's not gonna happen on AEW or, or WWE. I no. mean, they're not they have women's titles established women's titles and all that they're not going to be letting her i mean impact had no one so they they that was their niche that a woman won the men's championship that was their difference that's not going to happen in other and these other leagues they have too many is it really believable that you know like she's gonna go and win a title off some of the champions that they have there you know she beat brian cage she did i mean but that was a bad moment for brian i mean come on brian cage can't beat tessa blanchard i mean like you know that's a a dark day in his past that's not happening anymore on where he's at now but um yeah i don't know we'll see what happens with her maybe she'll go to mexico 
wrestle down there, or even New Japan or something like that. Well, I mean, well, New, New Japan, Japan doesn't have women's. Well, they didn't they buy Shimmer? Or not Did Shimmer? they? Shine. Shine, yeah, or someone, some whatever uh, a, a Japanese women's company they bought. Stardom. Shimmer, stardom. Yeah. So they're gonna have their championship. Okay, uh, that's good. I think that's definitely still- missing from New Japan. Yeah. And I think they're still going to run solo shows. Um, like Stardom's going to run sh- solo shows and then do. Okay. So. Isn't Stardom affiliated with AEW though? I wonder if that relationship's going to change now. I don't know. Didn't Be Priestley and a couple other ones come from there? Yeah. Yeah. They still, they were doing both. Yeah, they were because uh, B Priest is like the Stardom champion or something, so or was like one of the champions. So, yeah. Um, other Impact news. Um, I saw a thing that D'Lo Brown and Impact, and I guy, I think I I, to, I text you guys this is teasing the return of Aces and Eights. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you saw the promo video or whatever, but he's on the phone talking to somebody, and then he's like, okay, about getting the band back together. Then he, like, gets up and walks away, and his Aces and Eights jacket is standing there, sitting there on the chair, and he grabs it. It's just standing there on its own? It's It's standing there on its own, yeah. I'm glad you froze when you said that, because you're an idiot. And then um, (laughs) takes the jacket, and it says Aces and Eights, and he walks away with it. Uh, This prompted me to go online and watch like the history of aces and eights. <laughs> I watched like a ten-part impact video. It was like the history of aces and eights of how they all came together. We used to be really into that shit back in the day. We did. It was good. Yeah, I liked it. I Why called Dilo Brown from the beginning though, and you, you guys did. didn't believe me. You did, which is funny because uh, the the one guy who was doing the breakdown of the video was like, "How did everybody not know that was D'Lo Brown based on the shape of his head? Exactly. No, one, no one has a shape like that. That was all you." <laughs> and then Wes Briscoe, the greatest wrestler of all time, Eric Bischoff. Um, but you know that was one of the best swerves. I mean, we all thought Bully was bad, and then they did such a great job of making you think that he wasn't, and that he was in there, and then that big turn when he turned on him you know it was pretty good what a ploy he mar- he gets brooke hogan to fall in love with him marries her and then th- th- dumps her oh, oh great it was great the test marker that was some good some that good, brought uh, joker sting uh, yeah old joker face thing aces and eights were great yeah they all got belly poked by sting that one night they all got belly poked. <laughs> they did get belly poked like crazy. West did the front flip off of it. Mm-hmm. Yep, front yeah. flip. Belly poke. So I don't know. I mean, the other news is that Gallows and Anderson may be uh, going there. That they maybe have signed a deal, which also lets them work with New Japan. So they would be able to do New Japan and Impact. Uh, but, you know, that would be good for them. I mean, that's a good thing for Impact. You get Gallows and Anderson, bring back the Aces and Eights, because Gallows was in the Aces and Eights. You know, mm-hmm. could be good. Well, here's, here's my question. So I heard about that. But then also Gallows and Anderson and the Young Bucks are tweeting today that they're all getting back together, like they're all together today down in Jacksonville. 
Yeah, who knows? Misdirection yeah. and misdirection. Yeah. They can do a couple shows for AEW before going and doing these things, or vice versa. Yeah. I think this like tag could, like, I think the tag team division in AEW is too stacked for Anderson and Gallows to go there. You're going to have to compete. I mean, if you go to Impact, they're going to be tag team champions within a week. (laughs) I mean, they're going to take it off the north as soon as they get there and be the champions and be able to do all that. You know, I I think in AEW, it's just very – there's a lot of tag teams. There's a lot of tag teams. AEW has enough teams where they can do like a TNT tag team title too. There's there's enough there's enough tag teams there. Like look at the card from last night. Most of it was uh, was all tag matches. Yeah. I still and they're competitive. Trios belt. I I mean I'll say it's only. Yeah. Could be coming. If Ring of Honor still has one and they only have seven wrestlers on their roster. Yeah. They do. They have seven people and that's about it. So there you go. This is just some news. Um. Let's go into some of the shows and talk about some stuff that happened. A lot of crazy stuff. First of all, I mean, so, Brock, did you watch Friday Night SmackDown last week? I haven't watched Raw or SmackDown from this past Ken, week. Ken, did you watch SmackDown from last week? I watched the recap, but I can't remember anything, so when you start talking, I'll maybe remember. They did the Undertaker Appreciation Night, which I don't understand why they did this. I mean, you're trying to get maybe ratings or whatever, but the Undertaker's not even there. I don't know how you have an Undertaker fucking appreciation night, and, and he's not even there. It was the weirdest, stupidest thing I've ever seen in, in, in my life. It was like everyone came out and was just clapping, thank you, Taker, and like, he's not there. Like, <laughs> like why are you even bothering with this shit? Trying, and then they showed the Bone Yard match again, which was like 40 minutes of the show. There really nothing happened on it. Then they just kept showing Undertaker videos, and it was like, no one's there to actually talk about him because they just had a COVID outbreak. So obviously, like, Shawn Michaels and them aren't there and, like, uh, the old wrestlers. It was so stupid. Then it was like, Baron Corbin yelling at, at about The Undertaker sucks and then Jeff Hardy's personally offended by it because Sheamus wasn't there. You know, They don't know if he has COVID or what's going on with him, but he wasn't on. A lot of stars were visibly not there. To, you could tell they were just gone. And uh, Jeff Hardy's mad because he has such a... They, they, then they start building up the relationship between Jeff Hardy and The Undertaker. I'm like, would they have one feud that it lasted a couple matches where like Taker beat up the Hardy boys and then, you know... Like, well, Undertaker put Jeff Hardy on the map, though, after that ladder match. Because he yeah. was just like a tag guy. They That's made it seem like, like they had this like storied rivalry, you know, for years. Like it's Triple H Undertaker or Stone Cold Undertaker, you know. And Jeff, that's why Jeff Hardy's defending his honor when he fights Baron Corbin tonight. And it was so weird. It was so weird. And then at the end of the match, it was like... It's like Baron Corbin's fighting Jeff Hardy, and then all the good guys just decide to come out to watch it and sit around the ring. And then after they're done, everyone did a finishing move on Baron Corbin and just beat him up. And then they all posed, and Jeff Hardy did like the yearn Undertaker stance as they played the Undertaker's music. And I'm just like, what is going on on this show? Like, I don't understand where, you know, maybe it was like, we have nothing to do since half the talent isn't here. So let's just do this weird. It's terrible shit. It was really bad. It was really, really bad. That's funny. 
you know, they're really big on this whole thing that the Undertaker's retired because the the last episode of the last ride, he said that the Boneyard match was his last match, and he drove off into the sunset. I don't believe this for one second. The Undertaker's going to retire and not in front of a a live audience and not have one last retirement match in front of a crowd or, you know, at least a goodbye in front of a crowd. Like, I just don't buy it. Sting. You think they're going to still try to pull that off? I still think they are. I think the reason they didn't try to pull it off this year is because of all the COVID stuff. I heard they wanted to do a Nexus reunion this year. I was reading about that, too, and why does anyone care? No offense. What? Who do they have left to do a Nexus reunion with? They're going to bring everyone in. There's ten years. those guys they fired. I mean, they just fired Slater. I mean, you know, they're not going to bring him back. They're definitely not going to have uh, Ryback on because they hate him. Uh, you know, so I, I don't know. Maybe just bring, the, uh, what's his name? Bad News Barrett. Well, they offered it to him. And then who was the other guy that was with uh, Titus O'Neil? Yeah. Uh, Darren Young. Darren Young. Young. David Otunga still on payroll. Yeah. He's the only one. Yeah. Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Yeah. You could do the Nexus 2.0 and have Husky Harris return. That's true. Husky Harris is still there. Um, oh, that was another thing that I, I didn't get to say is the fucking promo that Bob Strowman cut on on uh, Bray Wyatt on on Friday was the weirdest thing I have ever heard. I don't know if you got a chance to see any of this yet, but please go watch it. It's first of all when Bob Strowman comes out now, a train comes out. Have you seen this yet? No. You, you see this train coming down a line, and it's like Strowman Express, and it's all train noises, and it's driving at the screen, and it's like. Like making choo-choo sounds and all these like smoke, and then when it gets to the end of the line, it's like Strowman's face on a train, and then it does the brawl, like yell that he does, and then he so comes out with Strowman, all the what? So it makes Braun Strowman like Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> yeah, it's like Thomas the Tank Engine, but he's a train. He's the Strowman Express now. You know the Strowman Express. The Express. And he's coming through the express, and you know the next pay per view is called Extreme Rules. The horror show is like the the tagline for it, so that you know you have to say it every five fucking seconds. It's gonna be great. At at Extreme Rules, the horror show, you have to like keep repeating it. So him and Bray Wyatt are going to have a swamp match, where. Right out of WWE 2K20. He's going to where Bray Wyatt, like, so he tells this story that Bray Wyatt was once sitting by the water, Bray, all the Wyatt family, and a water moccasin came out of the water, and Bray Wyatt, and he's telling it in a Strowman voice, he's like, and then the water moccasin came out of that water, and he's like growling when he talks about it, and he says do that, that again. Bray picked up and and and. And he thought he was going to kill it, but the snake just started biting Bray in the face, and Bray just laughed. And then Bray just smiled as the snake drew blood from him and tried to poison him, but it didn't. And he knew then that Bray was the devil, and he had to do the devil's work. And you know what, Ken? He enjoyed it. And he's laughing all sinister. So in order to kill off this dark side of his, he's going to visit the swamp, and him and Bray are going to have this swamp. Wyatt compound 
like a battle in the Wyatt compound. Now, the only good thing about it is that apparently they're letting Wyatt write all the match and like write how he wants it to go in the story, and Jeremy Borash is helping him with it. Like the two of them are in charge of writing the match. So Bray is good. So if they let Bray do what Bray wants to do, you know they're big into the cinematic matches. It may be good. If they don't have rubber snakes attacking people, I'm going to be very disappointed. That's the album. And then the best was as the interview ends, like Wyatt's voice starts laughing in the background, and then Strowman starts laughing too. Like he's laughing on the microphone as Bray's laughing in the background. <laughs> but I suggest you go watch it. It's like three minutes. It's pretty hilarious. All right, let's get back over to Raw. Um, it's, I, I imagine neither you watched Raw either. Then I saw parts of it, but with everything going on, I wasn't able to really commit to watching. He had a contract signing in the beginning, which was a little different because they did the women's and the men at the same time. So it was really just Oscar and, and Drew McIntyre making fun of Sasha Banks and Dawson Ziggler. It wasn't bad. It was entertaining. Uh, Big Show was like the star of the night. Like he was um, beating up everybody. He's pissed at Randy Orton, but Randy Orton wasn't on. Um, a lot of good backstage segments with him that weren't bad. Uh, the 24-7 champion had a match. I am so sick of the 24-7 championship shit that R-Truth loses it one week, then he wins it the next week. He's won it 37 times already. It's absolutely ridiculous. I don't know what they're. I don't know why they think this is still relevant to watch. I mean, it would be nice if they actually gave other people a chance with that that title, but it's just it's just the R-Truth title. It's the yeah. R-Truth yeah. title. And like, I liked when Mojo had it, and he had uh, Riddick Moss watching his back and stuff, yeah. and then he turned on like two weeks later. I thought, I thought that was a cool twist, where like he had this guy watching his back and getting him out of these situations, and then it lasted two weeks, and he turned on him. Yeah. Yeah. Very stupid, very odd. Uh, Tazal was still a ninja, which is just so weird. Uh, but again... This show, again, a lot of people missing from it. Uh, Orton not on, and uh, uh, Austin Theory not on, uh, you know, who had some allegations against him. So you don't know if it was the allegation stuff or it was the COVID stuff. But, you know, a lot of talent missing from the show. Mysterio wasn't on this week. They were just at home. Um, so kind of strange. Uh, Andrade and Garza then got destroyed by the big show, which in typical stupid WWE booking, you book Andrade and Garza who like finally are together. They beat up the tag champs. You know, it's like, oh, we got a little rivalry going. And then this week, big show just squashes them. And it's like, okay, well, couldn't you have squashed two NXT talents to come out and pick on him? You have to squash like these two guys. They just picked up a win against the, um, uh, Viking Raiders too, like a regular win. So you thought, oh, they got a little heat. Then they make Big Show destroy him. I swear to God, they just don't understand how to keep like an edge to a character. You know what I mean? They just find a way to fuck it all up. Oh yeah, totally. They they really don't know how to keep someone interested in a. In a and they character. can ruin it in a matter of like a, a couple minutes on the show. They can be like, oh, that was a good segment. He came off good. Like, I like that. Uh, interesting to see what they do. And then the next segment, they just get killed. And you're like, oh, okay. I guess I'm not vested in that anymore. Makes no sense. Uh, Ricochet was back on TV. Uh, he got demolished by Bobby Lashley, but it was good to see him back on. One of the best segments of the night, though, was Ricochet and, and – uh, uh, um, 
what's his name? Cedric Alexander. Cedric Alexander, and they were in the back talking to uh, um, Apollo Crews about like what's been going on with him and everything. And and our truth comes running by, and he's like, "Did you see those ninjas at all?" And he's like, "Hey, Cedric Alexander, or um, uh, Cedric the Entertainer. Have you seen any of those?" And he's like, "I saw that." It's not my name. And he turns and he's like, "What do you call Ricochet?" He called him Richard O'Shea. Yeah. He was like. Richard O'Shea, good to see you again. And then Apollo Crews was like, man, you should start going by Richard O'Shea. And I'm like, don't start, or they're going to change his name to Richard O'Shea. They, they, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the start of it. And then it's just going to go as Richard, because Vince is going to drop his last name. Yeah, it'll be Dick O'Shea. Dick. <laughs> uh, and that was pretty much it. You had a mixed tag ma- match for the uh, for the end, um, which was okay. But I was just a little strange this week. Not too bad. Some good stuff, some good spots. Um, so let's go to the big night. Um, last night on on and on both shows, you had uh, so it was Fighter Fest, and then WWE had the challenge right away with a two night Great American Bash. Uh, and, you know they went they had to go right into it, which pissed a lot of people off. Yeah. Um, which is funny. Uh, it seemed like um. Uh, whatchamacallit, um, AEW was a little pissed at that because it seemed like they took a lot of shots at them throughout the night. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you're doing that, you're doing it to get a rise out of the other person. You might as well just take shots. Like, you know, why be coy about it anymore? Sure. True. Because they didn't advertise it as the Great American Bash until, like, what, Friday? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then it's two nights. So yeah, yeah. Where AEW had this plan for a year now, I think they were well, going to do this. They were going to do Fighter Fest as a pay per view, and then it changed. Yeah, you know. Um, I can't. I can't wait until uh, because now two weeks from now is Fight for the Fallen. I can't wait for NXT to have Halloween Havoc in two weeks and <laughs> another WCW pay per view. Just so the Starcade. I wouldn't be surprised. Not be surprised. Bash the Beach would be. Or I know uh, AEW got that one somehow. Yeah. They already had Bash at the Beach. Um, so both shows I think did a good job with like it felt like a different show. You know the way they set things up yeah, and everything. Like pay per view. It was it was good. Uh, so NXT started off. They had the women's four way. Uh, now Brock, did you uh, Brock and Ken? Did you watch both these shows, or Ken? Did you yeah. only watch Dynamite? I only watched. Got a chance to watch uh, AEW, but I, I actually both. NXT. I don't. I know a little bit. I okay. So you had the Fatal Four of this elimination match. Um, I thought it was okay. Tegan Knox won. Um, I don't know. Any thoughts on this one, Brock? Dakota Kai should have won. I agree. Um, then you had Oni Lorcan fight Timothy Thatcher. I have to say, I really like what they're doing with Timothy Thatcher. I think he comes off as an actual really dangerous person in the ring with all the submission holds that they do. I like the vignettes they were doing a few weeks before where he was teaching you how to do holds and how to break wrists and stuff like that. I think I think he comes across as a legit badass. Yeah, I don't know how he slipped under their radar for so long. Like, he's been out there. I don't know why it took them so long to grab him up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't understand, but he's good. He's tough. He looks like a legit tough dude. Um, <laughs> then the next match was silly. 
Rhea Ripley beat up Aaliyah and Robert Stone. Poor Robbie E. He's just getting thrown in garbage cans. And then last week, like, uh, I mean, Rhea Ripley was just beating him up like a ragdoll on him. I mean, this guy, I guess he has a job and he's entertaining people. But it's just pretty funny what they do with him. It's funny why he's hired still, you know, with all the cuts and people they got rid of, you know. But you keep, like, you got rid of Deanna Peraza, who I thought was a pretty good women's wrestler. But you keep Robert Stout, you know, <laughs> like. It doesn't make much sense. Uh, it's funny. Then next, which I thought was a really good, unique, different match. Well, I really like the strap match between Roger Strong and Dexter Loomis. I'm so glad they got rid of the stupid rules where you had to touch the turnbuckles in succession. Yeah. And I thought that was the dumbest thing that they ever did with the strap match. They were just ruined it because it was always the thing where the heel would be going and right behind him, the unbeknownst to the the bad guy, the good guy would be touching the turnbuckles behind him, and then yeah. it, was, it was the same ending every single time. But now it's just like you just got to pin or submit. Yeah. What do you think about this? Do you think it was good too? Yeah, it was good. I liked the ending. How he like wrapped them all up and then put them in the submission hold. Yeah, they wrapped him in a strap and put him in a submission hold and put him out. Mm-hmm. It, it's, I, I think Dexter Loomis is fantastic. I think Sam Shaw, whatever he was, he's come such a long way um, from – he was in that impact. Remember that impact thing where you would have to, like, compete and then they would vote if they let you in? Yeah. Whatever that was called. He, like, debuted there. I just saw that when I was watching the Aces and Eights uh, uh, video or whatever it was on there. Um, dude's good. I think he's really good. I think I hope they continue to use him even when other stars are able to return and are back because I think he's good. I like what they're doing with him. Um, would you, I, I, some people didn't like this, but I, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying Santos Escobar and his guys. I think they're really good. I think that guy's great on the mic for uh, uh, you know uh, a luchador wrestler. I, I like the stuff he's saying. I like the group. I, I, I'm enjoying it. I like that Breezango came down is going to help out Drake Maverick. What do you think about this, Brock? I liked it. He's good. Mm-hmm. He, he's he's. I, I'm impressed with his mic skills. Oh, yeah, he speaks perfect English. He's got a little bit of an accent, but other than that... Yeah, like... He's good. He's really good. I think he, he has a, a good future there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a talented guy. Talented guy and very good. Uh, uh, and then finally, you had Io Shirai versus Sasha Banks. Um, I thought this was, this killed. I thought this was pretty good. Yeah, the match was. I didn't like. I wasn't a fan of the ending because of how good the match was. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it furthers the storyline. Say what? Io Shirai is amazing. She's one of the best female wrestlers I think I've ever seen. I mean, you watch her in a match. Her moves are so fluid and so timely. Like, when she hits those, like, uh, you know, those backflips off the top rope, lands right on top of you, those moonsaults. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not oh, like yeah. she lands on your legs or lands, like, on your head or misses it. Like, it's dead on, like, every single time. The thing that I was most excited for about this match is it brought back 2016 Sasha Banks, where she was phenomenal. Yeah. She was doing all the crazy stuff and everything. Yeah. It was wrestling a believable match instead of a, a Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Stuff. Very good. Um, so yeah, it was good. Um, all in all, pretty pretty quick show. It seemed like to go by very fast. Um, the longest match was the strap match and then the last, you know, thing with, uh, um, of course, with um, what's her name? Oscar getting involved and everything. Um, so then we went over to AEW. Um, and the Wednesday Night Wars. The ratings 
Um, NXT won the ratings. They won 792 to 748. So both shows were up from last week, yeah. which is good. Um, you know, this, I think... Um, let me see. Yeah, last week, AEW had their lowest ratings ever. That was their 633. So they were up this week, which was good. Um, you know, moved back up. But, um, yeah, it was two weeks, two ratings in a week for uh, two weeks in a row, I think, for uh, NXT. Um, so let's go into AEW. Uh, Ken, you'll have more of an opinion here since you watched this. Yeah. Uh, Opened it up uh, again. Like the setup of the show, um, I was surprised right off the bat at all the girls in bikinis that they had out. Oh, like, no, it, and it's like the first shot. It's just like, here you go. Here's bikinis. Titties out and everything else. Like, I was like, this is kind of odd, given like all the stuff, the speaking out movement that just had about like women and all that. And like fight, uh, uh, fighter fest open. It's just like, here's a bunch of hot chicks with their boobs out and their butts out in thongs sitting ringside. I mean, everybody's right on top of each other. Like, yeah. you know, so much intermixing, so many people ringside and in the stands and everything else. Like, do I want, do they test or have they only been doing, or they've been doing today. Apparently they've been testing every every they temperature and do a because they basically have the same uh, medical staff that the you know an NFL team has so they just have them on staff ready to you know test whenever they need so you're not the poster child for like social distancing or anything like that oh, no. they're right on top of it uh, but yeah it was funny opening up the way it is with all the girls like and stuff Sarah and Jo's comments but get into the matches they kicked off at the beginning of it MJF and Warlow versus Jurassic Express we'll go to Ken what'd you think of this one I thought it was good I was surprised that they had MJF and and uh, Wardlow take the loss of course Wardlow is the one that's getting pinned in this yeah uh, but I I didn't think Jurassic Express needed the the loss. Like or the uh, yeah, I I thought it benefited more to have MJF win than 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 uh than Jurassic Express. I just didn't think they needed it. But well, know, it looks like they're building towards that MJF and Wardlow breakup. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I don't think you should do that already. I agree. Because I don't want his first loss to be against Wardlow. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, nothing against him, but like. I actually wouldn't mind seeing them go as a tag team, but like they're so tag team heavy right now. Yeah. Like, um, I lot. thought the match was really good, uh, very entertaining. You know, I um, I like Wardlow more and more the past couple of weeks when I've seen him wrestle. Um, I think he's good. I think he's talented. I think this is a perfect match to start Fighter Fest office because I think this shows here's like four really AEW grown talents. Yeah. This is like of AEW right here. There's no Matt Hardy. There's no Chris Jericho. There's no like people that were famous from other things. Like these are guys that you hope in 10, 15 years from now, we're talking AEW are like have had title runs, different things, and and all kind of stuff. So I thought it was a really good showcase of like really smart booking of hey, look, here's our future right here. Yeah, Putting it on the line. They're also young too. Yeah, yeah. So they do have 15, 20 years left in them. Um... And they all look good. They all look solid. They all did a great job. It was well done. Uh, next, you had Sheena versus Penelope Ford. And again, I thought this was another great match. I thought this went really, really well. 
Penelope Ford impressed the shit out of me. She's always been good. She just hasn't had anyone to to, to work with. Yeah. I uh, I, I remember her uh, all in getting involved in that match with uh, Hangman and the stuff she pulled off in that with him was spot on and great. But she just there's not a good women's division for her to work with. Sorry, I cut you off, Ken. No, that's all right. Um, I I think her timing is probably the one of the best timing in the women's division because I think that the Japanese style sometimes doesn't work well with American wrestlers and I think that when you see her work with Sheeta they both had good timing I think it went well like I thought it was probably one of the better women's matches I've seen in a while in AEW I and agree I, and I feel like Penelope Ford looks like a superstar like, yeah you know 18 year old kids you know like the, the the male demographic that they're winning right now is what that they want to see Penelope Ford like that's yeah. what I, my, I loved at the beginning when Kip Sabian got tossed. Oh. He's like, all right, I'm taking the Kenda stick with me. Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. And that's just, that's good storytelling, too. Like, mm-hmm. And the fact that she was kicked out of, you know, the Falcon Arrow so many times, like, they were, like. Yeah, twice, yeah. I actually thought she was going to win. Me too. Yeah. Like, yeah, got me too. When you, when you, I wasn't, you were watching it ahead of me when you said, like, Penelope Ford's really impressive. I'm like, and I started watching the match. She kicked out of that first Falcon Arrow. I'm like, they're going to put the belt on her. I was like, she's going to win. I got, like, excited for her. But I'm like, eh, all right, I guess they don't want to take it off Sheeta just yet. But They really should put it on her because they need the heel champion of one of the titles. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I also wouldn't mind, like, I wouldn't mind one title being a little flip-floppy. Like, that you really don't know. Because yeah. like, sometimes whenever WWE gets in this, like, oh, well, you know, we know that Lesnar's not dropping the belt. We know that this person's not dropping the belt. Like, mm-hmm. like AEW's kind of like that right now. We're like, well, you know, Mox isn't dropping this belt to, to Brian Cage, we don't think. Yeah. Cody's there- not dropping the belt right now. Yeah. So, yeah. and, like, I was really hoping that we'd see a couple title changes with, you know, we'll get into later with the tag belts and uh, with the women's belt. But, you know. Yeah. But you didn't see that here. No. Um, so next, speaking of Cody, at Cody versus Jake Hager, I'll let you guys go first on this one. Ken, what do you think about this one? I was confused by it. Like, Me too. Uh, the, the structure of the match made – okay, so you build this match, and you build it as Jake Hager, the undefeated MMA star, and then you have Cody Rhodes, the pro wrestler. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have them be on the same par as submission wrestlers. You know what I mean? It yeah. shouldn't be like Cody's got me in a submission, so I have to, I have to really sell for it. Like it should be, I would think, you don't want to get in the hands of Jake Hager because he's an MMA specialist. Mm-hmm. But they, the times like they made it seem like, I really feel like either whoever's coming up with this match just doesn't. Hager doesn't seem booked right. Hager should be like, you know, almost like you think of Dean Malenko. He should be like stretching people and just grabbing them and like shouldn't mm-hmm. be doing that Hager bomb anymore. Like, yeah. And like, they're just, it's strange. And then Cody, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like he, this is, you know what it feels like? It feels like what everyone says about triple H Cody's got to get his shit in and get the win on these guys. So it makes him look good since he can't get the, the main belt. And mm-hmm. then the whole ending with him hitting the ref, I was like, it seemed to me that they just did that to write him off. So he gets suspended. Yeah, yeah, so he's a little bit. 
Yeah. Like, so he can go do his Bellator stuff. But how do yeah. you even, like, he hasn't won a match. He, he beat Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. And also, too, Dustin coming out and cheating, like, yeah. like how's he babyface? Like, are you totally going to flip here soon? Like, Well, I think that the Cody stuff is, I think you started noticing a little bit that he's been doing more over-the-edge line, little bit cheating, like even Orange cheating for him, which I hope... Like we talked about last week, this is maybe, you know, we talked about maybe a horseman thing with like the revival and him and maybe Spears or something like that. I wouldn't mind seeing Cody turn heel and turn against all the elite and all the people and just go straight heel. Mm-hmm. I think that's maybe the seeds they were planting there, which I which I thought that's the way like Dustin cheated for him mm-hmm. and all that. I just don't think Jake Hager's a good wrestler. Like, uh, when he was Jack Swagger, he did power moves and he did his things. I've never liked his matches. I still don't like his matches. They're all very boring to me, the stuff that he does, the way they book him, the way they write him. And then you're right, that ending was so strange, like, the way it ended. I mean, you're, you stand up and you're celebrating. They're playing Cody's music, for Christ's sakes. Like, yeah. like you don't know. And, like, and then you heard the referee go, one, two, three. And then you're like yeah. celebrating, like like it just showed like Jake Hager's an idiot. He obviously doesn't know like the counting means you you got pinned, or when they play the other person's music means they won Jake Hager. And then you know he just punches the ref for no reason, and everyone else just kind of stood there and looked at him like Dustin didn't do anything. It was so strange. It was such strange booking and oddness and. Yeah, I mean, what what is Jake Hager over here? He just loses in championship matches. So I really don't know what you do here. This was an odd, odd match. It felt really out of place. You know what it felt like? Typical WCW. It mm-hmm. felt like a, a, like what you'd see on Monday night. Uh, on Monday night. ending to a match. Yeah. yeah. I think you're right that Cody has, like, since he is Cody and he has his way, like, he has to do his stuff each yeah. night. Like, there's going to be a Cody segment where if he doesn't shy away from that, it's going to get, like, old. Where people are going to be like, all right, we we know Cody gets to do his section because yeah. he's Cody. You know, like, let's move on to something else, you know. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Hager, they announced Hager suspended for 10 days, which <laughs> I don't know what 10 days has to do with anything since that's not technically even two shows. Like, why would it be like you suspended for two weeks so he's yeah. off air for a couple weeks you know i don't know it's very strange well they'll probably right. have a rematch of fighter or whatever fight for the fallen fight for the fallen yeah there'll be footage of cody tapping or something like that and that's why he thought i don't know maybe he won um then next you had the hardy party uh versus santana and ortiz um good tag team match nothing really too special or out of the blue, just good, just solid, good tag team. And Ortiz should have won that match. I agree too. I don't know why these guys keep losing too. I don't, really don't understand. I, I, I it don't really know. makes inner circles seem like a joke at this point. Well, well I think it's really. Yeah. I really think that you're not. The inner circle is probably not going to make it another two months. They'll probably break up. You know, hey, I could, I could, I would not be surprised because there's only four. You're probably not going to see Sammy around. Yeah. Like, and there's going to be like say like that like it'll be the the de evolution of yeah uh, of and I wouldn't be surprised if as you see Jericho and the inner circle de evolve the nightmare family comes together as like the new evil faction of AEW. yeah yeah possibly mm-hmm. yeah 
Um, so private party, which I think this was probably due to Moxley having to be another week pushed out. They had to come up with something. So they came up with, since private party won that match, they'll get to face the winner of the tag team in a tag team match next week. So next week you're going to have another tag team championship match. I'm fine with it. I, I mean, has there been a bad Kenny Omega, Adam Page no. tag match? No. I'll watch it. Uh, yeah. Week. Of course. Yeah, those guys are good. So um, you get to the last match. And, uh, Ken, you can tell us about the intro here because it was absolutely fantastic. The best intro, the best, like, big, big show uh, tag entrance was uh, whenever Sue, Trent Beretta's mom, pulled up in a minivan and the best friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta, came out the side door. And then Sue goes, have fun, boys, and then made made her kiss, Sue wanted to kiss Trent on the cheek before he had his match. It was fantastic. It was great. I don't understand why they didn't make the best friends win. This was such a letdown to me. Like, with that entrance and the way they did it and the big fight feel of it, like, this was their moment. Yeah. Uh, Omega and Paige don't need to have those belts anymore to continue whatever story they need to, to do. Like, this was such a big moment for Chuck and, and Trent, like, the way they set it up. I, I, at that end, I was just like, I, I can't believe they lost. Like, it was so flattening. It was a great match. It just totally made it suck for me at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And to me, I feel like the only reason that Hangman and Paid and Hangman and Kenny won was just that they could do that stupid thing with the revival at the end. Yeah, and what do they just? Well, first off, like, well, I, well, we'll get into that. I think that they're setting this up just so they can have a triple threat match. So it'd be the Elite versus the FTR and and. Uh, and hangman like yeah mm-hmm. even though they're tag champions with the belts involved you yeah. can free up those belts you don't need that you know right. they, they could have lost last night and you could have had the best friend celebrated left the ring and then yeah. like omega and them arguing and then the revival come down and be like here's a beer guys and then yeah. you know mad at each other i I just don't understand that i like i i feel bad for the best friends because i think they're going to get lost in the shuffle when you have FTR there now and a lot of the other rumors of tag teams that are there, Lucha Bros returning, like they're not going to get the WWE wave of guys that are probably coming there. Yeah, they're not going to get that shot anymore. And they deserve that. They deserve that moment last night. Yeah. Yeah. They deserve that moment last night. I, I don't agree with the booking there at all that they didn't give it to him. Cause that the entrance of it was like, this is so original and funny, like coming out with your mom, your mom drops them off, you know. Now, and unless they take her and put her on a pole like they did in WCW, <laughs> uh, put Judy Bagwell on, on a pole, whatever day that match, on a forklift. <laughs> she was on a forklift, right? <laughs> My problem was with that match, too, is about halfway through, you knew that the best friends weren't winning. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't even like the, the Penelope Ford Sheeta match where you didn't know watching it. You actually got, like, thought, like, oh, she could pull it out. Like, I started watching. I'm like, like they're not gonna win this. Like, yeah. you just tell how the match is going. Like, I'm like. Mm-hmm. And then another thing that pissed me off about it is they didn't even beat him with their tag team finish. Yeah, they just hit the buckshot lariat on Trent and he got pinned to it. Mm-hmm. It was just like Hagman said, like. I've had enough of this match. It's over. I'm finishing it. Like, there was no real drama finish to it. Like, oh, my God. Like, look at all this crazy shit going on. It was just like he was like, I'm annoyed by this. Enough of this. Buckshot Lariat, you're done. Get out of here. You know, like, I dispatched him for you, Kenny. Like, 
they could have done they could have done a lot more. It was very disappointing the end of that match. Yeah. Um. With that being said, though, I kind of like Hangman with FTR, and he, like you know, we were saying like a four horsemen of Cody, FTR, and maybe Sean Spears. I wouldn't mind even Hangman in there in that kind of like. Uh, Barry Windham. Barry Windham type role. Like, it just, when I saw him in the ring at the end, I'm like, oh, that works. Like, him in there with them the way he is, like, that works. Drinking beers together, being those kind of assholes like that, like, oh, that works. That that fits. Mm -hmm. I I would love it. If he is going to heel turn and they're going to break up the elite, that's how I want. I I want him with them. Or, and like, even with Cody, with all four of them, like, I'm fine with that. Yeah, poor Sean Spears though. We get kicked out. <laughs> Maybe we could have a five-man horseman team or whatever. Well, he's got the glove, so he's got to be something. <laughs> I mean, Sean Spears gets no play on Dynamite at all. I mean, he gets nothing. He's not hey. even he wrestles on Dark, and I think he just sits in the fucking crowd for Dynamite. I think that's about <laughs> it. He got his name announced because he won on Dark. They announced it during the the week. Yeah. I actually enjoyed that whenever they were going through the winners of Dark, and then Jericho's like, "Oh, stupid pineapple Pete, I hate him," and that's like, <laughs> Jericho is a little much for me on the microphone. And yeah, now. it's getting old. He's very loud. He's very. I, mean, I like some of it. It's funny, but a whole show again of him. Some of the t- moments, I'm just like, oh my god! Like, can he shut up for two seconds? You know, it is funny I when agree. they're in the names, and he's like, I don't mean I hate that guy. You know, and but you know, it, it's getting to be a little much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't know. It's tough. Jericho, like, it's Jer- funny. You know, he's you know. like Ric Flair. Like, I, yeah, put him on TV. I watch him. I hear you. I know. I know. I agree. He is good. He's entertaining. So next week you have him and Orange Cassidy. Uh, Jericho will probably win. Um, I don't see Private Party beating Hangman and and uh, Omega. I think no. that's a filler match. I would hope that it's not. After what they could have done this week to actually like maybe have spike ratings and have people care yeah. about the tag like. Yeah, if you just give it to Private Party the next week after, like, the best friends had to go through all those matches to become the number one contenders and have that shit, that 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 would be bad. You know, that wouldn't be good. Um, I just think you'll see them win and further that FTR type stuff along. Um, is there any other? There's no other titles last because they were all this week. So it's I must said Nyla Rose is wrestling someone and she's got a big surprise. Yeah. It's Joey Janela versus the Murder Murdoch. Hawk. Cody is Cody wrestling again too? No, I don't think so. I thought his shtick is he's wrestling. He's gonna wrestle someone again. Like he's there's another match. Um, let's see. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, um, Jericho and Orange Cassie, Lance Archer versus Joey Janela. Nyla Rose versus TBA, Cole Cabana and the Dark Order yeah. versus SoCal Uncensored, FTR and the Young Bucks versus the Butcher and the Blade, and 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 Lucha Bros and then Kenny and Adam. Yeah, um, nothing with Cody. I'm sure yeah. he'll have a segment. Most of the big matches were this week. So I'm sure a segment. I'm sure he'll have a segment. <laughs> Everybody's gotta have a segment. Oh yeah. We'll see where it goes from there. But um yeah. Didn't agree with the ending, that's for sure. Yeah, it was rough. I mean after I just 
we talk about having a trios belt and like i understand but like I, this is where i get like hung up these belts have been on these guys for almost 200 days like, and hangman wasn't even there for yeah. three months yeah yeah bad booking on their part not really sure what they're thinking about there but uh yeah could have been better could have been a good moment could have ended on a good on a, on a better moment yep so I'm going to throw this out here too. As a man who's grossly overweight and should have really no room to talk about this, but did Chuck Taylor look like he put on some weight too? Like he looked a little thicker than he. Yeah, he did look a little thicker. Um, oh, we forgot to talk about the Taz promo because yeah. we mentioned that earlier on. Yeah, Taz came out with uh, Brian Cage did a little promo. A lot of shots at WWE. A lot of like, what did he mention, Brock? He said about like they're testing in that other company or whatever. Sloppy show. We don't run a sloppy show here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a lot of comments, a lot of like, a lot of like digs throughout well, the night. Then it worked. They got people talking. That's what that's mm-hmm. what Taz does. Yeah, it worked. It didn't work. I mean, it didn't make him win the ratings, but it 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 worked. <laughs> it was, you know. But um, yeah, Taz is good. Taz is really good with um him. I, I've never seen Brian Cage really on the mic before. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if he's good in the mic, but Taz has been really, really exceptional as his mouthpiece. I, I, I can't remember Taz or Cage really talking much either. So I'm sure Jake, he has it. Yeah. Jake the Snake was there just laughing as Lance Archer beats people up in the crowd. That's his thing now. Poor Joey Janela. <laughs> I wonder when he has his match next week if he'll just randomly be beating up a guy as he enters the ring. I love that that's his new thing. Whoever's in the hallway just gets beat up on the way to the ring. Oh, I'm sure there'll be someone there just to come out and hang out. Yeah. Pretty funny. So, yeah, that was, um... Oh, papers over here. <laughs> that was Fighter Fest. Uh, good night of wrestling. Very easy to watch stuff. Um, you know, all very entertaining, all very, you know, I don't know, just, it's, it's a weird feel Wednesday. It's just a relaxing feel. Sit down, watch a couple hours of wrestling, three hours, four hours of wrestling. I fell asleep at one point at the pause it, woke back up, continued watching. <laughs> <laughs> Take a nap midway. That's what I there's did a, too. There's a lot. I couldn't get to, I couldn't get to NXT. I always want to, but I just can't. Yeah. So that was it. Do we have anything else in the wrestling world to talk about? Nope. I don't think so. I'm trying to think if I got anything. Justin? Uh, I think from the whole speaking out thing, some of the uh, repercussions, that Joe Coffee guy in the UK, he got suspended by the WWE. Um, you know, a couple of things like that going on. No more talk, more talk about Marty. Or any of some of the other guys, some of the name drops. Um, Velveteen Dream was in a car accident. That's right. And he's, you know, got a lot of allegations against him. So yeah, yeah, it's crazy times. Yeah, it's nuts that this is, you know, it, I just hope that whatever, if there is things that need to be taken care of, it all just doesn't get swept under the rug because now it's not getting talked about. Yeah. Like, you know, there needs to be repercussions for the people that have done wrong, so. Yeah. Hopefully that happens. And there you go. So that's the end of the wrestling show. 
It's the wrestling show. <laughs> and it's over now. Take us out, Ken. All right, everyone, please like, share, subscribe, invite, and tell your friends. Thank you for listening. Um, and have a great evening. Drinks, McGee. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. <laughs>